This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Tuesday, November 16th. This is episode 359. My name is Dan Ellis and I'm joined via remote connection by two fantastic co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Duffy. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> that guy's me. <laughs> and Mr. Taylor Grin. Uh, I'm, uh, uh, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, it's been... Not quite a week since we recorded last, and I have not even edited the last episode. So uh, it's been it's been a fucking week. Yeah, it's been it's been rough, man. Fucking rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what is new with you guys? Let's let's start with you, Ryan. Well, I'm I'm just gonna bring the update right now. Okay, puzzle box is done. Woo! And I had the first person who knew nothing about it try to solve it at work. Uh huh. Nice. How'd it go? Four hours. Oh wow! Nice. With hints. <laughs> oh wow! Nice. So I had to physically show him where one part of the 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 thing was mm-hmm. for him to figure it out to even continue on. So that tells me when I was I was guessing like it might take the average person like three hours to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Not just like they can probably figure the puzzles out quick. Sorry, figuring out the clues to where the puzzles are. So are you saying that the firefighters are below average intelligence because the average person could do it in three hours, but the firefighter took four with hints? No. <laughs> well, I'm going, if, if, if someone likes to solve puzzles a lot, mm-hmm. they can probably figure it out way quicker than people who don't play with puzzles very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the routes that he went down kind of surprised me. So I was like, oh, I didn't even think you would, you would go that way. Like looking at some of the clues, like looking at like, oh, I'm looking at different, you know, different languages, different. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think that. I'm like, oh, you're right. Yeah, that symbol is from this language and that symbol there is from that language. But that's not Mm. what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And people that usually do puzzles usually take to take a tactile approach to some elements. Mm -hmm. And he didn't even try the tactile approach to figure out different things on it to start with. He was just trying to solve the the uh, the ciphers mm-hmm. that I included with it without even trying tactile functions of the box. Mm. So that's where I go. Someone who does more puzzle solving might go right into trying to figure out tactile functions of the box versus just the ciphers on the box. Yeah. And did you put a prize so, in there for him? Uh, I got some fake gold and coins in there. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, if you're listening to this, you might get the hint. I might hide some money in it. Okay. So if you're listening to this and you come to solve the box, you don't automatically win this. Well, maybe you do. So I was going to do it where I was going to make a false bottom. It's a puzzle. It's a puzzle within a puzzle. What will be your prize? Who knows? So I'm I'm thinking about making a false bottom inside the treasure drawer Uh that you saw when you pull it out. It's got all these fake gold coins and fake jewelry and fake, like kind of like a treasure, like Mm -hmm. a pirate treasure. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about making a false, a very shallow false bottom in there Mm -hmm. where I can slip in like a 50 or a hundred dollar bill. Nice. And tell them if you solve it within an hour, you get the prize and you can keep the prize you find in the box. Mm. So if they don't think to even check for a false bottom, then they can miss out on that money if they solve it in an hour. Mm -hmm. Or they can just collect the $15 worth of fake jewels and gold coins. (laughs) (laughs) well that's cool i i uh would like to try to solve your little puzzle and i hear there's a false bottom that if i if i find that but that's why i put the caveat in there (laughs) now that you know there might potentially be a false bottom you don't get that oh i don't know what you're talking Mm. about i've never heard about a false bottom in your in your in your little uh treasure chest not 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 to uh say i'm a a genius in puzzle making, Dan, but I don't think you can solve it in an hour. <laughs> I'll bet you're right. I'll bet I can't. 
but I'll bet I can solve it in less than four. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. I, I bet that. I also figured out that this puzzle is probably be more fun in a group atmosphere, like an escape mm. room. Cause I kind of oh, built yeah. it like an escape room. So I think it's something where, you know, if, if people want to try to solve it, it's like, this is probably more fun to solve with the group. We're you know, bouncing ideas off yeah. each other and, mm-hmm. and trying to figure out the codes and all that kind of stuff. It might be more fun that way. But if you are a person that likes to solve things by yourself, it's probably fun then too. Well, cool. The guy at work quite enjoyed it. He says he said he had a lot of fun with it. So, well, that's cool. Well, yay. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. That sounds awesome. What about you, Mr. Grin? Oh, man. Um, just packing to go to Boston. Um, which I'll probably be back by the time you're listening to this. Um, but for me, it's tomorrow, um, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I'll be watching, uh, Catherine Stewart, Andrew Seidel, uh, a few other like big keynote speakers. I'm really looking forward to just excited to get back into a convention space in general. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck me. I almost forgot to pack our cards and stickers. Um, oh, yeah, set an alarm for that. Uh, I'm also trying to tell, it does not look like you trimmed your beard much. No, I did not. I got a little okay. bit of a trim. That's why I, I say it looks like it's a little shorter. Face masks that, that'll for cover me up. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, and I am setting an alarm right yeah, so I would now. have thought that the bearded community would have come up with a face mask solution for themselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And I just yeah. had to be very careful to like make sure that I bought it from a source that at least was neutral and wasn't some sort of like anti masker like bullshit too. Because there's let's a lot make of money that off there. this shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Like the ones, like the racists selling Black Lives Matter t shirts, they knew they could make money off of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although that gives me a great idea about selling like QAnon shirts or some <laughs> shit like that. To, anyway, <laughs> forget, we'll talk about that off, <laughs> offline. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I uh, am I am very envious that you're heading to the convention because it sounds like it's going to be a very good time. And I've not been to a convention for a couple of years now because they yeah, haven't yeah. happened. And, uh, and then I've been watching Squid Game is the other thing that's been going uh, on. Like, How are you liking it? I really enjoy it. It took me a couple episodes to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this: um, watch it with subtitles. Watch it in Korean with oh, subtitles. Yeah. the The dub is bad. It is um, hashtag subs not dubs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, which is very difficult for me because I tend not to be a person who pays complete attention to the stuff that he watches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, normally I'm doing like one other thing at the same time, like reading articles or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do that with this show because it's it's subs. Um, but absolutely worth it. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I would say give so. it to like if you're not getting into it, give it to at least episode three. Yes. Yeah. Well, on on the note of our <laughs> our movie and TV show talk, our the most scientifically literate TV show is coming back for their final season. <sighs> the Expanse. In December. The Expanse. Oh, I'm so excited. I oh. fucking love that so show, So my scientifically man. literate thing was a kind of like a lead on to that show because I noticed that there, it's like, I think it's December 10th. It comes back for the final season. Yeah. And I love Ooh, that I because it is it. scientifically literate. Oh like, my God. I fucking love like that it, show. It's so good. The, yeah, like they even talk about the making of it, like they where they actually follow like oh yeah if, if a ship has to slow down like it has to start slowing down halfway between its travel between two places. So it's not like it just docks. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. they actually take in physics into account in how they created the show, and so I'm like, that's actually that's really cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's amazing. It has set a new bar as far as sci-fi goes. That I my expectations of of new sci-fi uh, ventures are are Based probably wildly out of whack with, with what I'll with what I'll be getting in yeah. the future, just because the expanse is so good in doing that. Yeah. It's, oh man, well, I besides, love it. Besides yeah. the scene that you talked about a few years ago where the guy was trying to set a time record around the planets and comes to a sudden stop. Oh yeah. Oh uh, <laughs> there's also the fact that they they explain away uh uh weightlessness with their their gravity their their magnetic shoes. Mm-hmm. But whenever someone dies, they don't fall down. They just basically still stand there floating around with the blood just uh-huh. floating out. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, they're showing that it's still zero G. When someone dies, they don't just mm-hmm. slump to the ground. Yeah. It's zero G. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right. it's just, right. it's so erect. well done. There's uh, the, the main, the main character, uh, James. Yeah. I can't, I can't think of his last name and I, and I don't know the, the actor's name. 
I don't know the actor's actual name. He's not, all... he's not terrific. He's not a terrific actor, but he looks great without a shirt. I think that's his main <laughs> selling that's, that's the main selling point for him. He's not terrific. He he does get better, but everybody else in the I show mean, is really good and and just yeah, it's the effects are amazing. The storytelling oh, yeah. is wonderful. It's just really fucking good. He's the main character is very non emotional, but he t- did have alien spores in his body. Yeah. Yeah. So he had some problems. <laughs> Steven Strait. I can't say I've seen him in anything. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I haven't either. Like, this is the None only of, thing almost, I've ever seen him in. Only like one or two of the actors in the entire thing have I ever seen before. Yeah. Okay. Like, most all the actors in this are like, they're, they came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Well, not out of nowhere, just they haven't been in large productions where you would recognize them instantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most so, of the characters are tipper. fairly obscure. Most of the actors were fairly obscure, at least to me. Like I, I wasn't very familiar Same, with yeah. many of them. Mm-hmm. There were there were yeah. a couple that I recognized from from other series, but not not very many. But yeah, I gotcha. I fucking love that show, and I'm very much yeah. looking forward to it coming back. Me too. Yeah, y'all. Uh, but we have some. There's been a ton, a ton of news over the last little while. Even it. I mean, it's been less than a week, and we probably have been presented with three weeks worth of news over the last little while. <laughs> So we're not going to be able to cover every major story, but there are a few uh, uh, that we definitely wanted to discuss in this episode, and we will do that when we come back from this little break. Hello, my name is Tony from the God Chat Podcast. It's the podcast where I chat to the creator of the universe, God. It's a podcast where we aim to blend humor and philosophy, or humosophy as some people are calling it. In reality... Each episode is 20 minutes of poorly curated nonsense, and you probably won't enjoy it. Oh, and by the way, you're listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. Does that make sense, Tony? Does it? Oh, fuck off, God. God Chat with God and Tony. Depression can be very isolating. Have you been using any of the coping mechanisms we discussed? I've been trying tell myself God has a plan for everyone maybe I just haven't seen it yet God God's fucking plan do you believe in Santa Claus too all right William do you want to share more of your thoughts with us my thoughts Okay. I think humanity is a thin layer of bacteria and a ball of mud hurtling through the void. I think if there was a God, he would have given up on us long ago. He gave us a paradise and we used everything up. We dug up every ounce of energy and burned it. We consume and excrete, use and destroy. Then we sit here on a neat little pile of ashes having squeezed anything of value out of this planet and we ask ourselves, why are we here? You wanna know what I think your purpose is? It's obvious. You're here along with the rest of us to speed the entropic death of this planet. To service the chaos. We're maggots eating a corpse. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Welcome back, everybody. Real quick, before we get on to other news items, I forgot to mention, and I feel like a like an asshole for forgetting to mention this, uh, it is this week marks uh, Tracy and my... 10th anniversary together and I will be proposing marriage to her. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys are the third and fourth people to know about this. 
Um, well, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enlisted the help of Danica, Tracy's daughter in, um, what, what I should do as far as jewelry <laughs> when, when, when making this proposal, I've, I've, I've set up a reservation at a local eatery uh, called Tiburon. It's a very fancy local oh, restaurant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, we will be going there on Friday for our anniversary and I will be proposing either Thursday or Friday. I'm guessing maybe Thursday. Like it's a, it's a tough thing, right? Like I'm expecting that she's going to be very happy and will also shed some tears. And so I don't want her to, you know, get all gussied up and then fuck up her makeup before we go out to dinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she hates I'm, to I'm, be the center of attention. My slight advice on that one is that if anybody takes any photos though, they're going to be doing it while she's all gussied up and stuff. And uh, so she might prefer it that way. Oh yeah, that's true. But she also hates being the center of attention. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to not do it at the restaurant. I wanted to do it probably here at home. And mm -hmm. Danica more said private occasion. Yeah. Yeah. And Danica said she would love to be here so that she could see it all unfold. So I'm trying to work out the details there. I'm, and that's why I figure maybe Thursday or maybe earlier Friday. I don't know. I, I so, still like still working on some more details. of a celebration of. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like Friday's our actual anniversary. And then, you know, we're going to dinner and everything. And then there would be the whole marriage thing. So yeah. Huh. And I got a, I got a kind of a placeholder ring because oh. <laughs> she's very particular about things. You, you guys mm -hmm. probably know this. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's very picky in particular. And I wanted to make sure that what I got, uh, she would like, which is part of the reason I enlisted Danica's help, uh, so that I picked out kind of a, a placeholder promise ring thing. Uh, that's very, very nice. A nice sapphire. Uh, ring and purple sapphire because that's that's her jam she likes amethyst but it's too soft for a ring setting so i went with sapphire because it's much harder and we'll be doing that and then i'll take her out shopping for whatever she wants as as the actual wedding band and stuff like that so that's fantastic so yeah i'm a, I'm a little nervous but also excited i figure it's awesome. well it's been a decade I, time to go legit yeah I'm, I'm 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 pretty sure she won't <laughs> say no yeah, I figure I'm pretty confident in what the answer will be. Uh, but, you know, our, our audience is knowing before she does sort of because this won't be released for a little bit. But, yeah, uh, yeah it'll be it'll be exciting. But, I'll, uh, I'll let everybody know. I mean, I just get to tell Sarah, I'm like, we got at least six years left of dating. Then Dan didn't get engaged <laughs> until 10 years. It was Thanks for the top cover. It was on their 10th anniversary. <laughs> Her parents always ask. Oh yeah. Well, well, is he gonna? You guys ever gonna settle down, get married? I'm like, we pretty much it's just not legal on paper. Yeah. Well, right. here, but then when I do when I do taxes and I look at it like, oh, what if I were married? I'm like, fuck, I make more money back in taxes if I was. <laughs> That's well, not a good reason. Well, and here in Utah, there there is no in a lot of states. There's there's an official like common law period in which during which you know if you've been together for x number of years or it's it's usually between whatever. like five and ten years isn't it depending on the state yeah yeah and i think it, you know, kind of a rule of thumb is that it's the average is like seven years or most states is right around seven years uh here in utah because of our history of polygamy we do not have a common law actual yeah. law a common law marriage law um basically the law in utah is that if you have been together for any appreciable amount of time that can be, you know, even weeks in some, in some cases, depending. Um, but if you've been together for a little while, other people view you as a married couple, you share finances, you share, you know, things as a, um, a married couple would that you are considered to be married. Basically. I mean, that's what me and Sarah have been doing for the last four years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically in Utah, you guys would, yeah. would fall under a common law marriage if, for for whatever benefits you may choose to accept or reap from the IRS, though, yeah. What's that? I don't think that works with the IRS because it's not legal. Uh, well, it is. It is sort of like it's you. You're not of. You don't have a marriage certificate, but that is not really ever asked for. I believe in any mm -hmm. of your tax True. filings. So I wasn't allowed to claim as head of household, though. Yeah. Yeah. You were I not couldn't claim as head of household, but I was able to claim Sandra as a dependent last year because um, more than 50% of her, like, quote fingers income mm -hmm. came from me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of weird weird laws and regulations around all that kind of stuff. But I just I I neglected to mention that we got talking about fucking yeah. sci-fi shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, um, I just forgot if, to mention. So if I can ride the coattails on that, I want to offer congratulations to um, one of our listeners and and one of my oldest friends, uh, Bridget. Um, she and her boyfriend, uh, our fiance now, Aaron, uh, got engaged this last week. Oh, yay. So congratulations to them as well. Congratulations. Congratulations, Bridget and Eric. That's awesome. Aaron, Aaron. Aaron sorry. Bridget and Aaron. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I love love. It's fun. Oh, also Grant, uh, the, the purple dragon contacted me yeah. because some friends of his are getting married and he was asked to be the efficient and he had some questions around that i don't i think he may have i think he may have been the efficient for one other wedding before but i've done several so he just called and asked some had some questions about that and how it all works here in utah so people are finally crawling out of the covid cave yeah yeah (laughs) everybody's like hey we can start a society again yay (laughs) (laughs) or we can work to dismantle it like oh i don't know steve bannon trump supporters all the QAnon folks Oh, and uh, is this? Can we call this other guy a friend of the show? Sure. <laughs> Aren't they all? Yeah. The funny thing is, I had I had a really good friend. He and I did my first radio show together, um, News from Earth, uh, back when I was still living in uh, St. George, uh-huh. and he was one of the photo reporters who covered the Bundy standoff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, I remember you talking about he, that? He he um. Uh, died of suicide um, a few years back, and and I still speak of him fondly. But the problem is, is that his name was Michael Flynn, and oh, so oh. almost always when I talk about my old friend, I have to say, no, not that one, no relation. Uh, so yeah, because we're about yeah. to talk about the really shitty Michael Flynn. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you just want to play the audio of what he said first, or should we give people a, uh, like, dip their toes into it first? <laughs> or just throw them right into the fucking hot water? Uh, you you let me know, man. What what would you throw suggest them in. Just throw just them, throw the them in. in. I mean, we, 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 we don't boil frogs here. Because he has said some pretty terrible things throughout his life and career, but this one, <laughs> this one has got him a lot more attention than a lot of the other things he has said recently. Yeah. Well, here it is. We are going to have one nation under God, which we must. We have to have one religion, one, one, one nation under God and one religion under God. And deservedly so, he's catching a lot of fucking flack for that. Yeah, because hearing him say, you know, hearing someone say one nation under God, I have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. But him saying one nation with one religion under God is even more troubling. And I think if you are a listener of the show, you know exactly what line of thought we are heading down. Mm-hmm. But, but Ryan, I thought that America was founded on the idea of, of escaping religious oppression. Um, Taylor, 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 <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to stop you right there. Taylor, Taylor. Um, didn't we do a fucking six-part fucking series on how that is complete fucking bullshit? Indeed, uh, we did. I can't recall. Didn't we also have like a constitutional scholar come on and talk to us yes. about how that's complete bullshit? Seth Andrews, who knows a lot about this shit, came on, mm-hmm. and I think he concurred with us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that and we had all. Andrew Seidel as well. Yes. I, I, what I, what I, I said the wrong you name. Said Seth I said the wrong fucking you said name. Seth Andrews. I said the wrong oh, fucking name. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> though they do have, it, right? Though they do See, both have very earlier, nice voices. I forget names. Yeah. I am horrible <laughs> with names. Yeah. Um, Andrew so, Seidel yeah. was the uh, constitutional attorney who who yes. joined us for an episode of of that. Yes. Who we very much appreciate. Who who is an awesome author. Who is an awesome, you know, humanist. Very much a different person from Seth Andrews. Yes, I am. I am fighting my way out of a fucking hole right now. I said the wrong fucking name. I fucking apologize. That's some funny shit. So yeah, so this guy fucking Mike Flynn. 
Um, disgraced fucking what ex felon now, or did mm-hmm. he get pardoned? How oh, he's still happen? a felon. He's still a convict. He's still okay, a, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So apparently, he was speaking on a quote reawaken America tour, which is like just some sort of speaking tour that like the Christian nationalists have been doing. Oh, yeah. Um, and he, yeah, he called for America being under one religion. Um, I really love this quote from a fantastic fucking former director of national intelligence. Um, his name is James Clapper. Um, he wrote a book. Which I don't even know if I have on my shelf anymore. I think I lost it in the move, but it's a fantastic book that he wrote, not a biography, James Clapper. Um, and he used to work with Mike Flynn when Mike Flynn was working for the uh, director of national intelligence or not director of national intelligence. The, um, Oh fuck. What's it called? The defense intelligence agency. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, James Clapper said the Mike Flynn of today is not the Mike Flynn of prior to uh, of prior to 2014 that I know. As far as I'm concerned, it's two different people. He's clearly unhinged here with this kind of public statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, and that's somebody at another very high level who used to work with him. Which I I honestly I don't know if I want to go down the road to say Q Trump or both have emboldened him to take this stance. Well, he was already like, he he got on the crazy train during Trump's presidency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was going down it 100%. during the Obama presidency and that's why he got asked to leave his position. Yeah, he but was he, disinvited. He really went off the deep end. <laughs> he was disinvited from, from performing any more governmental duties. Yeah, I mean, this is Christian nationalism to a fucking T. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he's not even hiding it. He's not even hiding his agenda with that statement. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of going for broke, right? Like the, the general argument is, is that the demographics are against the, the Christian nationalists are against the GOP because every year people become less religious, um, less white, right? More educated and people, people in general are leaving the GOP. So they keep doing things like gerrymandering to stay in power yeah. as a minority rule situation, taking advantage of the, the Senate's preference for rural areas. Right. Yeah. Um, and it strikes me that like at this point, motivation is more important than numbers. Uh, Cause if you can motivate people to get to the polls, right. That, that counts double basically mm-hmm. when you're trying to, to get out the vote and they're motivating people with their Christian fascism. Mm hmm. It's it's their dying gasp. The problem is, is that if they're successful, like they get they get a second life. So. Yeah, but also like like I I talked about with you, like me and Taylor were going back and forth on this earlier uh, between a break or before we even started recording. I do worry about people taking extreme actions, like even yeah, if it more, is one. You mean more than st- or, more than storming the Capitol complex and threatening building a gallows, threatening to hang the vice president? I mean, yes, that that was extreme, but that could have been more extreme if they brought if they physically used their Molotov cocktails, if they mm-hmm. physically used their weapons. Um, but like we were talking before, where Taylor was talking about, you know, the bigger threat is the one percenters, the the militia groups. They are the ones who are heavily fucking armed, who, mm-hmm. even though they do some sort of crazy training, which... And the lone wolf might not be, yeah. But I, I'm, you know, I guess, yes, I do fear them and their craziness and their, their, their effectiveness in getting people into their groups, be able to take mm-hmm. on and do something like January 6th. But sometimes it's, it's the lone wolf where if I were to attend in, uh, you know, an atheist Sunday service and someone's heard this and like, oh, I know the atheists are meeting up there. They're not religious. I'm just going to go shoot that fucking place up because I, we need to I get want rid of them. To see, I want to see the data for this year as far yeah. as domestic violence extremism uh, statistics. I want to see the next couple of years because my my hypothesis, right, Um and, and like, this is my field of study. So I'm going to say my hypothesis, right, mm-hmm. is that given that we saw such a radical spike in domestic violence extremist attacks, especially those from the right wing, especially anti-Semitic, anti-black, mm-hmm. anti-Asian, et cetera, during the Trump years specifically, that it was a massive spike year over year, starting in 2016, running through the, the Trump presidency. I hypothesize that if omitting the um, January 6th insurrection as a black swan event 
right? But looking at all the other domestic violence extremism stats, I suspect that we will see a lower rate of domestic violence extremism now that Biden is president. And my reasoning for that is that I think that the reason for the spike that happened during the Trump years is because the individuals who committed those attacks felt emboldened by what they considered to be a sympathetic executive, right? And my hypothesis would be potentially borne out, right, by showing that there was a sudden drop in domestic violence extremism cases during this year and subsequent years of a Biden presidency, right? That's that's my hypothesis. I've got to wait for the data to to validate yeah. that. And I'd have to, you know, do an actual academic study to really say that for certain. But in terms of what I think happened, I think it's more likely, or, or rather, I think it's less likely that violence will happen now because they don't perceive themselves as having the top cover of a fascist Trump administration. Mm-hmm. But I also, I, 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 I agree with what you're saying because obviously you know way more about the shit than I do. <laughs> um, but also like it's, I kind of look at it like the cat's out of the bag. They've already been emboldened mm-hmm. by Trump. They mm-hmm. view Trump as a lot of them view Trump as having lost the election illegally. I don't mm-hmm. know how else to say that. Like they think he should have still been president. Yeah. They yeah, still yeah. view him as like, they need to put him back in power. But, but as I love the game of Thrones quote, power is power. And that's why it's so important that Merrick Garland continues to prosecute people for the January 6th insurrection, yes. because every one of those motherfuckers who sees real jail time, especially the felony charges that are starting to happen now, um, will be a deterrent for Others. current potential violent yeah. extremists who know that they will not be treated with kids' gloves. Um, Michael Flynn was subpoenaed, and I guarantee he's going to go to the same route as Steve Bannon and and Mark Meadows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Meadows. Yeah, because he was supposed to to he was supposed to appear this week, wasn't he? And he, mm-hmm. and he did note. not. Yeah. Well, my concern is that they've been instilling and installing uh, sympathetic people. Judges. All over the place. We're talking about school boards, election elections yeah. officials, mm-hmm. uh, other elected officials, whether it's at uh, local, state, and federal levels. They've been packing everywhere they can with people who are sympathetic yeah. to Trump and his supporters with the hope that he will return to power or somebody like him will, will come to power following Biden. Mm-hmm. And that's really fucking concerning for me when you see people like DeSantis in Florida, who's clearly yeah. thinking of making a run when you see governors in Texas restricting abortion rights and doing all they can to make thing to mm-hmm. make life a living hell for most people. I, yeah. I worry about all of the supportive structure that they are building and amassing right now. And in the meantime, their threats haven't subsided. Their threats are only ramping up and becoming more and more vicious. I mean, every, mm-hmm. every day it seems I'm reading headlines or hearing stories of violent threats made against yeah. elected officials who are not supportive of the big lie. And that, mm-hmm. that isn't subsiding. That's just seem, that seems to just be getting worse. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, yeah. Well, not even as a big lie, they're threatening people who voted for the infrastructure bill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I was like, this is your tax dollars going to pay for things you use. Yeah, they're yeah. threatening members of and their own team that. for for not taking action. You know, according to what they should be doing yeah. as government officials, they're they're getting well, pissed yeah. at them for actually working with the Biden administration to make life better for everybody, and they're getting yeah. death threats for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wyoming just, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? There's a fancy word uh, for it, but they basically just kicked her out. Um, well, oh, Liz Cheney party. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry. I think I just used her pronoun without using her name. Um, Liz Cheney. <laughs> yeah. I apologize for that. I, I had, I had one I, of those situations where I had a whole thing going in my head and then I verbalized only a portion <laughs> of it. Well, like me, I forget names, but I knew who exactly mm. you were talking about. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Liz yeah. Cheney was just like castigated from the GOP party. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in like a, like a basis saying she's not a Republican. Yeah. 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 They have, they have denounced her from their party. Yeah. Um, which, you know, cool, literally what the daughter of a former vice president, uh-huh. 
Yeah. And yeah, somebody yeah. who voted with Trump over 90% of the time, somebody who is mm-hmm. still wildly, insanely conservative about most things, she just happens to also believe that, you know, United States of America should run elections appropriately within the law that Donald Trump didn't have an election stolen from him, that he is a liar, that he was abusive, that he is doing his level best to dismantle our democracy and has throngs of willing supporters who would jump on a, on a, on a hand grenade for him. Mm-hmm. But as, as we've seen, what's considered conservative has moved further, like way further. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That too. Well, and I think, I think more so like what they, believe that they can get away with. I mean, if you go all the way back to uh, like the father of modern conservatism, Edmund Burke, right? He was anti-democratic, small D and pro-monarchy, right? Conservatism has always been the political ideology of restricting power from the the general populace to, you know, a, a favored elite and who that favored elite is will change from time to time. Um, but right now in America, it's Christian nationalists and corporatists, yeah. and uh, they feel like they can take their mask off is where yeah. we're at. Mm-hmm. You know, the dog whistles have just become whistles. Oh, yeah. That's where yeah, I, I always I always tell friends when they're like, I hate socialism. I'm like, I hate corporate socialism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Which is pretty much what we have right now going down the lines. Like we basically have a corporate socialism structure being set up and I fucking don't like it. Yep. But you seem to be all for that. Mm -hmm. We've got more stories, more, more stories. What the fuck? Stories. We have more news on the other side of this little break. Hey everybody, I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. We have the Latter Day Lesbian Podcast. It's the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. Mm -hmm. And so we do that every week on a podcast. Don't we? We do. You're supposed to jump in. Sorry. Just jump in any time. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. We are available on your favorite podcast app. Just uh, look for Latter-day Lesbian, where your favorite podcast can be heard. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. You know what I was thinking about today? I was thinking about those street gangs they have down in Los Angeles, those Crips and those Bloods. And I was thinking about that bunch of new laws I came up with in the 1980s, I think it was, to combat those street gangs, those Crips and those Bloods. And if I remember rightly, the gist of what those new laws were saying was, if you join one of these gangs and you're running with them, and down the block one night, unbeknownst to you, one of your fellow Crips or your fellow Bloods shoot up a place or stab a guy, well then, even though You may not know nothing about it. And even though you may have just been standing on a street corner minding your own business, what these new laws said was, you're still culpable. You're still culpable by the very act of having joined those Crips and those Bloods in the first place. Which got me thinking, Father, that whole type of situation is kind of like you church boys, ain't it? You got your colors. You got your clubhouse. You're, for want of a better word, a gang. And if you're upstairs smoking a pipe and reading your Bible while one of your fellow gang members is downstairs fucking an altar boy, well, father, just like those Crips and just like those Bloods, you're culpable because you joined the gang, man. I don't care if you never did shit and you never saw shit and you never heard shit. You joined the gang. You're culpable. And when a person is culpable to altar boy fucking or any kind of boy fucking, because I know you guys didn't really narrow that down, then you kind of forfeit the right to come into my house and say anything about me or my life or my daughter or my billboards. So why don't you just finish up your tea there, Father, and get the fuck out of my kitchen. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! All right. Hey, welcome back, folks. Um, To end us off for today, I wanted to talk a little bit about the so-called shortcomings of President Biden. Um, who just signed into law $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill that's going to reduce inflation and increase employment. 
Um, but Taylor, <laughs> it's not $10 trillion. Right, right. And, and that's something I've seen a lot um, that's been frustrating me is people who will say shit like, um, uh, you know, I sure wish that we could vote for the Democrats that Republicans believe in. Uh, who are like always getting evil liberal shit done. Mm. And instead we have these Democrats that never get anything done. These milk and, toast motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, and, and I just think it's important to note that, that we just passed an infrastructure bill, you know, something that comically like anytime bad shit happened with the uh, uh, Trump presidency, e.g. every day, they would say it's infrastructure week. And now, you know, we have done it. Like we had to k- pull, mansion and cinema kicking and streaming uh screaming to get it oh, yeah. done dude we've been talking about infrastructure since since bush senior since reagan yeah. since since yeah. those guys were fucking yeah. presidents we've been talking about the need for infrastructure spending in a big big way here and we went through we went through reagan we went through poppy bush we went through mm-hmm. bush junior well, we went through obama we went through trump I mean, it's just, been decades that we've been talking about this and Biden finally got something fucking done. It's not the, per, it's not a perfect solution. It's not what a lot of us, you know, a lot of us wanted much, much more to be in it, but he got something done and I think deserves a fuck ton of credit for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like and even, my, even talking about like the infrastructure bill, my own personal story, I can remember about eight years ago, traveling from, I was in Minnesota. My buddy was taking me back to the airport. The next day I see on the news, the bridge we fucking traveled over that he took me to the airport for fucking collapsed and a bunch of people fucking died in Minneapolis. Holy shit. Oof. Like, Someone I was, was like, looking like, out I for you upstairs that, there, Ryan. No, just I'm glad I didn't stay an extra day in Hashtag blessed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like even yeah. there, like it was a major, the major bridge going across the river right there in Minneapolis mm-hmm. fucking collapsed. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is like, I, I support, like I support a fucking UBI, right? Like mm-hmm. I think that we should have a UBI. I think that we should have childcare. I think that we should have maternity and paternity leave. I think that yeah. we should have universal health care, mm-hmm. dental vision, like mm-hmm. all of that fucking shit. I'm with you, but here's the thing. I'm not an idealist. I'm a fucking pragmatist. And as much as I don't like the guy, Manchin has the right fucking quote. If you want more progressive legislation, vote for more progressives. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but having a West Virginia and an Arizona Democrat gives us fucking committee positions, which has yeah. allowed Biden to be on track to nominate more people to federal court positions than the, like the last three presidents in terms of his pace. Those right. are little wins. Well, but, well, but there's, I mean, they, they're really they fucking important big, wins. Having those yeah, really are. important yeah. federal bench, you know, judges is a big fucking deal. Yeah, people, um, people seem to treat, you know, all of these other government functions as not very important, not necessary, just piddly little things. But they're really fucking important positions mm-hmm. that really help determine the outcome of so many other things. Like everybody is focused on one thing and they're not seeing the forest for the tree that they're staring at. That's going to fucking hit them in the head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that because they're the ones that are going to determine the, if this is a constitutional thing, if it's, if it passes muster or not, but we got to get it to them first. Yeah. But I mean, that's the, like, here's the thing. I will take a small victory over no victory, right? True. I'll take a small victory over defeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Trump did exactly one thing legislatively. Trump's Republican party did one thing legislatively Good. while they were in office. That was a massive fucking tax cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That fucked right? me. Yeah. Yeah. Same. That fucked me royally. Um, so already we can point to Biden having done more good for the American people in one year in office than Trump did in all four in less than a year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and people are, are going to bitch and moan about that. They are bitching and moaning about yep. that, that it and, wasn't perfect, that it wasn't what they wanted, that he, yeah. that they settled, that they didn't get as much as everybody else wanted. Well, fuck vote for more people, man. Get off your asses. Yeah. <laughs> Campaign yeah. for them, help them out, donate to them. Mm-hmm. Don't just mm-hmm. throw your hands up and go, well, it's not good enough. So I'm going to take my ball and go home. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I voted for Warren in the primary, right? Oh yeah. Me too. Um, I, I would have preferred that she was president right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I'm going to take a small victory over a nothing or a defeat. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I would rather us have 
uh, you know, Biden have won the presidency than for Bernie to have lost to Trump. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, it so, seems it seems that way too many Democrats or or even left leaning people are way too excited and ambitious about snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and the moment that um, that Trump was out of office, you know, the the people further to the left than like Elizabeth Warren immediately turned and started attacking the left instead of the right, mm-hmm. um, because well, it we, gives them yeah. more listeners, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part. So, so here's a question me and Sarah were talking about last night. Mm-hmm. Do you think Biden's going to run for a second term? I have no idea. I, I Actually, okay. I have an idea of an idea. I think that Biden and his people are going to be very closely following polls on both yeah. himself and Harris. And I think that that will drive his decision-making process mm-hmm. as I, to whether or not he wants to run or if they want him to step down and have Harris run. I was kind of hoping he would leave the door open to a more progressive candidate to come after him. Mm-hmm. Well, that was my hope. Yeah. That he's, he's probably the most progressive president we've had, mm-hmm. which doesn't True. say a whole lot, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he's, he's certainly made it a uh, focus to address more progressive issues and to push for more progressive issues and to get something fucking done, man. And he's yeah. done that. He, he fucking passed or got, got past 1.2 trillion fucking dollars for infrastructure that we've been trying to get done for decades now. And he did yeah. it in less than a year and, and people are still shitting on him about it. People don't blink at the fact that we spend that same amount of money on F 35s. Yeah, I was going to make the joke. That's like two years of military budget. Yeah, (laughs) and and, and this has been over ten years. Uh huh. Yeah, like like we've wasted money on other things that are fucking not useless, but which we didn't have to have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't help me out on my data. Having I'll say the F thirty five is a fucking boondoggle. Fuck the F thirty five in particular. Mm -hmm. But our ability to to bomb a country over the horizon. Doesn't help me out on my day-to-day life. I mean, I would say many, many steps removed it does because many, it's, it, many it's part of the, the system that prevents China from invading Taiwan and destroying the entire well, like circuit industry, for one. That's going to be another issue after their recent talks. Yeah. That's a sticky wicket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of been a we're all, I, I would almost maybe I'm incorrect in saying this. We're in a cold war with China versus Taiwan. I mean, we've also been in a cold war with Russia since like 2014. Mm-hmm. We've never left that cold war. And we're in it's a cold civil a, war right now. Yeah. Yep, things uh, are uh not 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 awful chilly. All Merry Christmas. Place. Yeah. <laughs> Winter is coming. <laughs> I, th- I think Sarah's home. I heard dogs running across the floor. Oh, well, that's good timing because we have run out of time for this episode. Hello. Oh, before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because they keep the show going. We really, really appreciate all of you. Uh, that would be two skeptical chaps. A noble, a noble spirit, spirit and, and biggins oh. the smallest man. Fuck you, Ryan. A perfectly cromulent <laughs> statement. I was gonna chill it this week. I was gonna fucking chill it. I was, gonna, I, was gonna, I was gonna I was gonna take that one and I was gonna fucking do it. And I was gonna do it fucking good. All right. Thank you, Alan Firth. All, all hail Peanut Butra. Don't be a rich Hunter fucking grin. <laughs> John McCullough. Ollie Olson. Sinead Duffy. Steve Cuno. Stephen Andrus. Theodore Sellen. Tiffany Hudson. Vanessa. Uh, Alex Jones, Gay Frog Brigade. I didn't, I was going to do a voice. I didn't have it ready. I was, I was too <laughs> hung up on all this. Yeah. Brief, brief interlude just to say, fuck yeah, he's personally liable for the four cases coming oh, out of Oh, dude, Sandy that was, yes. yes. Yeah, yes. that would have been fun to talk yes. about tonight. We're just been so that much. motherfucker. Oh. Yeah. Fuck yep. that guy in Stop, particular. I can only get so erect. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Ebert. Freethinker215. Thanks for adding me on Facebook. Ooh. Jeff Peterson. And yes, you can solve the puzzle. <laughs> Jeremy Goodson. Matthew Sanders. Megan Mitchell. The guy that asks questions before he finishes the show. 
Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. Janet Uter. Purple Dragon. Ryan Mayfield. Sarah Segovia, who I need to thank again for the wonderful art designs. I'm going to put a link to some of the shit that Sarah makes in the show notes for this episode because they're fucking amazing. And I have not given her her proper due. She's she makes some really fucking cool shit. I'm going to put a link to her her little store and stuff so you guys can go out and show her some love and, and buy some stuff from her because it's really great stuff. Uh, yes. And after that is Savid Akuna. And Tim Jacobson. Tim, you should buy some of that stuff. Trisha Weir. Krusty the Clown wants you to please support Camp Quest. Hey. <laughs> and James. <laughs> Wrong throat. Wrong throat? You got two throats? More than one throat? Hey, some people have two hearts. Like the doctor. <laughs> what? Doctor Who. Okay. <laughs> Thank you all very, very much for becoming for being our Patreon patrons. If you, dear listener, would like to become a Patreon patron so that we can shower praise upon you. You can do so very easily by going to patreon.com slash godless revolution, where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode. And then you get early releases of the episode when Dan actually is able to edit the show and get it out. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Shit's been wild mm-hmm. lately. Uh, <laughs> outtakes. What were you going to say Taylor? Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, I-, I wanted to add in something here at the end, but I don't want to interrupt your, train of thought oh no you're good um thank you very much for participating thank you guys for joining me tonight what what was it uh i just want to make sure that we mentioned in this episode as well um regina tippets uh who has worked in close association with quitmormon.org um they have now created their own like group that's just dedicated to what they do which is providing um social and psychological support for people who have left the mormon church and who are leaving like aggressive religion in general. Uh, their organization is called Fresh Direction. Uh, Regina Tippetts is uh, pretty strongly engaged in that, and you can find more information about that in our show notes. And she is a friend of the show, has been on the show as a guest. We'd like to get mm-hmm. her back in studio to talk to more. Yeah. Talk to us more. Yeah, and uh, without being, you know, without getting into specifics, she has been my therapist before. Um, she is really good at what she does. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks again, guys. I'm out. I'm going to go eat some dinner. I worked through lunch, so I'm a hunger boy. Yeah, I got to do the last of my packing and get up at, at butt fucking yeah, dawn. Have, to, hey, have a good, have have a good trip, man. Yeah have, yeah, have have a good flight. Have a lot of fun over there. Say hello to the peoples and enjoy I yourself, will. man. Stay safe. Yeah, yeah. Everyone can see this. I'm waving. <laughs> Bye, Ryan. <laughs>